Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Have you got a side hustle? A side what, you might say? A side hustle. It's a project that you work on alongside your main job that could earn you some extra income on the side, hence the name, help you switch to your ideal career, or even turn into a fully-fledged business one day. Well, Johnny, my guest this week, has been struggling to find a good side hustle on top of his job working at a charity. I did one of these transcription services where you sign up to type and they pay you per minute of audio rather than minute worked. And I was getting paid maximum £3 per hour. That is kind of a pitfall with a lot of these side hustles. So not perfect for 23-year-old Johnny, who is really into personal finance and wants to share what he's learned with others as a career. Ultimately, if you could do any job, what would it be? As I've become better with money, I'm a recovering spender. And I want to be able to help other people in that space. And I think if I could marry the two in some way, that would be my ideal. So to fulfil this ambition, Johnny, like many other millennials, is trying to work out how best to use his spare time and money, how to side hustle. It's become a buzzword for personal finance bloggers during the pandemic. How essential really is it, especially nowadays, to diversify your income streams, even at 23? This is my first job since being a student. Should I really be looking for other jobs on top of it or other sorts of income? Welcome to Money Clinic, the weekly podcast from the Financial Times dedicated to tackling real-life financial issues. I'm Claire Barrett, the FT's Consumer Editor. There is a lot to be said for side hustles. The very fact that I'm talking to you on this podcast today is because years ago, the boss of the property magazine where I worked let me take a month off work to freelance for BBC Radio 4. I'd always wanted to work in broadcast journalism, and that gave me the low-risk opening I needed to get started and build up a parallel career. So when I had an email from Johnny, I was keen to help. I'm working as a caseworker at a charity that, among other things, offers people advice and support with their finances. When the clients come in, usually they're quite a low point with their money, and By the time they're done with us, they're often in a much better position and on the road to a bit more stability. He does find the charity work rewarding, but as a recent politics graduate, his dream is to become a campaigning lawyer like US Democrat Elizabeth Warren. Contract law, commercial law, secure transactions, payment systems, corporate finance, partnership finance, law of debtors and creditors, bankruptcy law, law and economics. If it was about money, count me in. 
I was particularly interested last year in Elizabeth Warren as she was running for president in the States. But there was always one central issue that I worked on. And that issue, what's happening to America's working families? She is a person who did exactly what I want to do. She married sort of law with personal finance, made a career as a bankruptcy lawyer, and then took all that knowledge to go into politics to do, as far as her beliefs go, to do work that really benefits lots of people on a massive scale. So that's his ambition, but he seems a long way from it. And he's not sure what kind of side hustle could help him get there and potentially earn some cash. So, Johnny, what would you be looking to get out of a side hustle? So throughout university, I was obviously volunteering with this charity that I'm now working for. And that is using my side hustle time for passion projects. But those passion projects weren't bringing me any income. Now, you could argue they are now because they enabled me to get this job. But I could be doing something like that transcription service where I'm really earning peanuts for my time, but earning something. Or I could be spending my time volunteering, doing things that are meaningful, you know, spending more time in person with friends and family. But those things don't bring any income. Well, he certainly has a passion advising people on managing their money better. Seeing his parents go through financial difficulties when he was growing up is part of the reason Johnny is so interested. What did you learn about money and saving money and spending money from your family? Well, we didn't really talk about money much as a family until in the sort of wave of redundancies in 2008. My dad kind of got hit three or four times and suddenly money became very tight and there's an extent to which money then became a bit of a scary subject. And thinking about his dad has got Johnny thinking about his own spare time. The real benefit of a side hustle is thinking about how much time my dad used to spend at work. And then he would come home and put hours into taking us to sport and just playing with us around the house. I was thinking that I don't have any children or commitments in that respect. Yet. And so, (laughs) yet, yeah. And when and if that happens, somehow I'm going to have to find a whole chunk of time to be spending with them. And evidently that time exists. Why don't I use it productively now whilst I can? But he's tried a couple of side hustles and found that in reality, they weren't as lucrative as they appeared to be. I was often tutoring history. And so I can go in with the thought that, oh, this is easy. I'm teaching stuff I already know. But then the parent goes, right, I need you to teach them about France in the 1400s, something I've never read about before. And suddenly I'm putting in hours and hours of study into what was supposed to be relatively a high pay per hour work. So if it's not easy to find side hustles that pay him enough, maybe Johnny should just focus on his political campaigning ambitions. I feel like the kind of side hustle you seek, you know, like selling beauty supplements or vitamins or something like that, even if you made a lot of money from it, it wouldn't really be very fulfilling for you. It doesn't have to be necessarily the same per hour rate that I bring in from my job. It could be something less, provided it meets the other goal, which is something that either I'm passionate about right now or has a material impact on my future prospects. So now we've heard a bit about Johnny and what he'd most like to be doing with his side hustle, what are his questions for the experts? First, is the extent to which I'll be diversifying my income really worth the time and what I'd be losing in terms of spending time with family and friends? Second, the complications involved in declaring additional income 
especially when it comes to tax, does that make it less worth it? And then finally, if it is worth it, what things should I be looking at, especially if I wanted to find some sort of side hustle in the personal finance space that isn't just doing a personal finance blog? The first expert I turned to was Abadesi Osansade. She is the founder of Hustle Crew, which runs workshops and events for people working in the tech space who have a side hustle they hope to grow into their main hustle. And that's not Abadesi's only side hustle. She's also the co-host of the Techish podcast and fits all of this in around her main role, Vice President of Global Community and Belonging at Brandwatch, the digital consumer intelligence company. Now, Abadesi, you're the living proof that having a side hustle can massively expand your career prospects. But what <laughs> advice would you give to listeners like Johnny, who are struggling to work out the best way forward? I was working in tech, having a great time working in tech, and I suddenly found myself feeling excluded. And I wondered how it could be that someone with my credentials and my experience could be in a place where I didn't feel my voice had equal weight to my male peers. And I started a community of people who felt underrepresented. And four and a half years later, we've worked with companies from Silicon Valley to Berlin. So I think each of us forget how valuable our unique experiences are. And, you know, even Johnny hearing him reflect on living in a family that didn't really talk about money until it had to be discussed. You know, that's mm. a story of transformation. And often it's in how we respond to that problem that an opportunity for business is created. Johnny certainly got that with his desire to help others with their money. But so far, his side hustle attempts have not produced much in the way of money for him. You know, when Johnny was speaking about his previous side hustles, I think he was conflating a side hustle with just a second job. You know, there's nothing revolutionary about having a second or a third gig that's been happening since the dawn of time. But a side hustle is really about finding your passion, finding something that keeps you up at night and finding a way to build a movement around that. So the best thing that he can start to do now is create that following, bring people together based on the shared desire to do better. But of course... The biggest question for Johnny at the moment is how he rations his time. Time mm. is money, of yeah. course, and he does have a full-time job. And you don't want to take your eye off the ball of your full-time job because obviously that's where you're earning the majority of your income. At any point, whether you're creating a product or service, there's always going to be a period of time, a sort of crunch point where, unfortunately, <laughs> you're going to be missing out on things in order to invest in your business. But over the long period of time without those crunch points, you are less likely to end up being successful. So a side hustle will take your time and be hard work. Ultimately, you have to judge how successful it is and if it's worth continuing with. Side hustles, in a way, are mini experiments. They're mini businesses. They're like startups. And so you should judge them in the same way, you know, Mark Zuckerberg would have judged the early days of Facebook. Think of your side hustle like a product and think of what that success metric is. Are you going to judge a success by how much money you make? And if so, how much money do you need to make by what period of time for you to feel like it's worth pursuing? Or are you judging this based on the audience you'll be able to build, the network you'll be able to gain, or the opportunities that you'll be able to to access once you create this profile for yourself. Whatever it is, create some success metrics, put a timestamp on them, and then hold mm. yourself accountable to them. When that period of time comes and you haven't hit them, is that the time to evaluate? Maybe change the plan, maybe abandon the plan, or is that the time to actually consider, well, I have gained these things and maybe it's worth continuing? For Johnny and others, 
even before starting a side hustle, a big concern is how they'll deal with all the extra paperwork and tax admin. The first thing I'd say is just find a great accountant. It's actually really not expensive to have an accountant. And after a while, it actually works out really, really cheap. And then think about how many things you can expense to your business before you actually pay your tax bill. And then, you know, you don't need to pay yourself a salary. You can work with your accountant to think of what is the most sensible way to take money out of your business. Now, for people like Johnny, who aren't necessarily ready to start a side hustle yet, let alone appoint an accountant, another thing that they should probably do is just check with their employer to make sure there's nothing in their contract that prevents them from setting up a business earning money outside of work. Yeah, I mean, hopefully everyone's reading their employment contracts thoroughly before they sign them. But yes, please totally understand all of the risks involved before you undertake anything. And even if it isn't actually forbidden in your contract to do it, there could be a conflict of interest in what you decide to pursue and talk about online and what your company is invested in. And then finally, I wanted to ask you about work-life balance. How do you find time for yourself, your friends, socialising outside of doing all the amazing things you're doing? (laughs) I think it's about discipline and I think it's about challenging the expectations that society places on us to always be on. And I think women in particular struggle with this disease to please. You know, we want to be likable. We don't want to say no. And I think one of the things that I've learned this year is that I'm a helpaholic. I I enjoy being helpful. And it's super detrimental to my well-being and my mental health. So this year, I just learned to stop being helpful and learn to enjoy saying no and enjoy letting people down. You know, I think hustle also has really negative connotations because it's pushed a lot of people too far. And the reality is you will not be successful if you are unhealthy. So really do look after yourself. Now, in that tricky calculation about his time, Johnny has said he's happy to invest it into a side hustle, even if it doesn't make him much money up front. That's as long as it helps his career prospects, and how that might work is a question for my second expert. I'm quite a good example of someone who's moved careers and had to look for things to do in order to make a transition within a career. I used to have a business career. Juliet Tomlinson works in the career service for Oxford University and specialises in the legal sector. To switch to this job from a long career in consumer sales, she did her own side hustles, looking for advice, contacts and funding. So when I was still doing my business job, I made sure that I could get access to any training courses or or anything that might help me move forward. But then I also approached in my spare time careers advisors who I just randomly wrote to people, for example, my old university career service down in Southampton. Mm. So I started my network right back then whilst I was still working. Well, thanks for joining me today. Now, Johnny, he's graduated with a politics degree, but he's got ambitions to work in the field of campaigning, lobbying, even legal reform in the future. And that's why he's considering a side hustle to get into those areas. But would another qualification boost his prospects? Well, it might do, Claire. I think the first and important thing is to really investigate more deeply whether a further qualification is an essential or just a nice to have. So my first tip here for him would be to really make sure that he researches the areas that he's interested in by scanning the job adverts to see what the person specifications are and ideally even talking to people who are doing the jobs that he's interested in and get their feel for what sort of qualifications they might value. Because, for example, if he was to invest in doing a law conversion course, I mean, that is a significant amount of money. 
Yes, it is. The cost of that is around £9,000 per year. It does vary. But one of the key things about that course is because it's seen as a second undergraduate degree, it doesn't carry the facility to access the student loans provision that you might see for other undergraduate or even postgraduate degrees. So he would have to try and find other ways to fund that. Mm. Although he could spread the cost by doing the qualification over a couple of years. That's right. He could do that. And in fact, he could do it distance learning so he could work at the same time as doing the course as well. Well, that's one route to a new career. Another is to gather up skills and experience any which way you can, including volunteering. The key thing is for him to really try and identify what are the skills he's trying to learn and trying to demonstrate so that he can then look for volunteer positions that might deliver some of those things. Another thing, we've seen a big increase in online learning as a way to develop skills for various different roles and so on. Uh, Some of these are free. Now, obviously, learning something online, volunteering, it might not cost him money, but he is having to invest his own time in doing that. So how can he really sell those skills and experiences to future employers to climb higher up the career ladder? When he's applying for jobs, he really needs to make sure that whatever his application format is, his CV, that it's as targeted as possible to the job in hand to make him as competitive as possible. And this should include the things that he's done to demonstrate commitment to the sector and also the new skills that he might have picked up, even if they've been done by volunteering. And in fact, Juliet says, if and when you end up in your chosen career, hurrah, you should never really stop the side hustles. They'll benefit your job and your wallet. So some other things he could also think about once he's in the sector is to identify people in the industry that he thinks are successful and perhaps ask some of those people to act as informal mentors for him so that he can continually learn and develop and be guided and advised. And I think also he should continue with his professional development throughout his career so that you remain current and competitive and can have the best access to further opportunities at higher levels. There are lots of ways to approach a side hustle, but you need to keep on asking whether it's worth your time and money. Now Johnny's heard what the experts have to say, is he any clearer on what focus his future side hustle could take? There's lots there. Being told to think about an accountant at this stage came as something of a shock. (laughs) But also I think the main thing is about looking at what's out there Keeping a broad perspective, I know um, I do tend to think of things in more narrow boxes and yeah, start to really research how I could go about making a side hustle out of my passion for personal finance. Mm, Because I think that you found from your early attempts at side hustling that just focusing on the cash isn't giving you what you needed. So starting something, yeah, from the place of passion and worrying about money later is, it does seem deceptively simple. There's an extent to which I'm probably overcomplicating it just in my own mind. Mm. Well, I think all you can do is, for the moment, your hustle is a bit of a hassle. But do you have a sense from what the experts were telling you about how you could judge the success of whatever side hustle you go on to set up? There's the side that I am doing more work because I do need to earn more money. But at the same time, there has to be something enjoyable about it, especially if it is going to be such an investment of my time. And as there will be some sacrifices in terms of you can't do everything all at once. Yeah. And I just think you have to have an open mind about these things. If Juliet, our careers expert, was yeah. of a mind that you could perhaps consider 
shifting to a slightly different career, moving from the charity sector perhaps to the world of, of lobbying or politics rather than explicitly doing a legal qualification. The main takeaway for me there is that I need to think in terms of what it is I want to be doing rather than fixating on a particular job role. Mm. Yeah, so I think I need to find some people to talk to, really, is the next step. And what did you think about what Juliet had to say about the law conversion course? I mean, that would give you another qualification, but it's pretty pricey. If there is something I identify that I want to do and it becomes a necessity, then it's perhaps something to look at. Mm. But to do it just for the sake of broadening my options in a vague sense, I think that's quite a big price tag. Well, I would suggest to you, um, as, <laughs> as the third expert, you could say, look into side hustles that others have started in the personal finance space. I think it is. It's about finding what my niche is. I don't know, maybe a conversation about money for people who don't talk about money might be my angle. Mm, I can um, see it now. Johnny's money confessions. There's something appealing about that, yeah. Well, I'll leave it to you to work out how that might work. But just to sum up a couple of the ideas mm. from the experts. So Abadesi, of course, said you should have a success metric. Yeah. Work out how you're going to judge the success of your side hustle, the time it's costing you and energy and how much time you're going to give it before you give it a change. So I think that's very good. If it does take off and it is successful, her advice is to find an accountant and also to check your work contract to make sure that there aren't any conflicts of interests with your employer that you may unwittingly trigger. But then Juliet's advice was to think about how this could expand your career options in the future, to look at different jobs, different roles within wider industries connected to your charity work and your campaigning ambitions and find out what are the skills that you'll need to demonstrate in the future to generate those opportunities and how you can use your side hustle to help you gain them and make your CV in the future as targeted as possible. So all good advice there from the experts. Do you think you'll put any of this into practice? Yeah, absolutely. I think I need to uh, take a day or so to have a think through the different ways I can go about it and just sink my teeth into something sooner rather than later. That's it for Money Clinic with me, Claire Barrett, this week. And we hope that you'd like what you've heard. Want to read more? Check out the show notes for links to articles I've written on these topics. Take a peek at our website, ft.com slash money. Grab a copy of the FT Weekend newspaper or follow us on Twitter at FT Money. Now, I'll share a thought with you. I'm really keen to speak to a guest who's looking to get their finances in order for the new year. If that sounds like you, then email me with a brief description of your story. Our address is money at ft.com. Money Clinic was produced in London by Josh Delamere and Persis Love. Our sound engineer is Breen Turner and our editor is Amy Keane. And the original music is by Metaphor Music. And finally, just so you know, the Money Clinic podcast is a general discussion around financial topics and does not constitute an investment recommendation or individual financial advice. For that, you'll need to find an independent financial advisor. That's the small print over and done with. See you back here next week. Goodbye. 
crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.